Why are you so important? You've come this far. Then you know what's out there. Keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Cargo. You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Be careful who you put your faith in. Everybody I have cared for has either died or left me. Do you trust me? Welcome to TV Zone Podcast Network, a network of podcasters covering TV, films, and sports. I'm Zena Dixon here with my co-host, Jay Giles. Hello, Jay. Hello, Hello, hello. Here we are. We are back at it because we're ready to get in our feels. And we're covering The Last of Us. In this episode, we'll be talking about episode seven, Left Behind. So the episode picks up um, right, you know, at the end of episode six, which once again had us in our fills, uh, Joel, he was injured, you know? It's like he is approaching death, right at death's door, you know? And so when the episode starts, this episode seven, Ellie and an injured Joel, they're in this like abandoned house in the basement. And Joel wants her to wants Ellie to leave him there. Just go. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Oh. It was just hurtful. Um, and then we kind of get to know Ellie this episode. You know, we, we know about her background, just a little bit about her background. And it's, oh man, she, we knew that she's been through a lot, but then seeing this episode, like literally my heart, Jay, is broken. She probably dragged him. <laughs> like, you, again, I can see that. And how small is she? Is like it seemed like maybe she just dragged him. You know, I mean, it was probably rough carrying all their stuff. Or maybe she went back for you know what I mean. But it just seemed like she had to do what she had to do because the horse was there too. So it's like she didn't she didn't get him back up on the horse. No. No. So, or maybe the horse dragged him. Yeah, it's possible. Oh, man. That's, that's that got to be rough. Yeah. Dragged. I mean, it's better than getting chomped on. You know? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So, before we dive in, did you have any expectations when it comes to, like, to this episode? Like, what were you expecting? Well, I mean, Going back to like how it ended last week and seeing the preview for this week, I was like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna get Ellie's backstory." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I didn't think that it would would start off with what happened at the end of episode six. You know, kind of give us a little bit of that before it went into that. Right. But I noticed that it it kind of did the same thing that they did with episode three, mm-hmm. where we got a little bit of current day stuff and then it goes into the flashback and then it comes back full circle in a way. Mm -hmm. So I I do like how they are are doing that. Um, I would say how they kind of doing the whole storytelling of episodes and I kind of hope they bring back um, like the flashbacks of before everything went crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they, they've gotten away from that, actually. Yeah. Um, and everything. But, yeah, I, I like how they how they kind of map this episode out as far as from a storytelling standpoint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I could definitely see that. Uh, we kind of touched on this, like, last week, but I don't watch the previews. Yeah, I, I, I know. But, like I said, you can fast 
forward the preview if you want to see the behind the scenes where they talk about the episode that you just watched. Mm-hmm. I, I I was going to do it, but then I got overwhelmed. <laughs> so I decided not to do it. Okay. You know, I'm tired of my feelings being crushed. <laughs> and I really do like love the show, but it's it's a lot, you know. And I feel like I, I've been saying that every single episode that no, it's a lot. Right, I mean, but you're right, though. It, it is. I mean, I, I'll put it like this. Going back to what you said about expectations, as far as the series overall, when it comes to that, was I expecting it to be good? Yes. Was I expecting it to be this good? No, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I, I, I did not think that I was going to have like certain episodes where I'm sitting there and it's like, why am I getting emotional right now? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute. And you can see yourself in these characters' positions, you know, and you can, well, I, I do like how they, how they, well, how, and I don't know how you feel about this, but I do like how you can almost see yourself in either size position when it comes to certain things. Right. Like, they make it to where, okay, you you understand both points of views. When mm-hmm. there's, like, some type of a conflict between two characters or, when like, when Joel and Ellie is having an argument or something, you understand it from both sides. Right. So I do like that whole thing of how they're doing with the show. Because most times, as you know, like in shows or even movies, where it's like you can only understand it from one side. It's never you understand it fully from both positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. And I, I love the fact that, you know, just going back to this, like, so I didn't watch the previews for this episode, you know. Um, I was literally... At the on the edge of my seat last week with how the episode ended you know and so just for it just to be able to throw us back in it again and, and it's just like you already know like whenever I've noticed with this show whenever they take us through a flashback at this point I already know that it's not going to be anything good and with Ellie's I had a feeling obviously that it wasn't going to be a happy ending you know yeah. for her um so, you know, Ellie remembers a time. So she walks upstairs, you know, after Joel's telling her to leave. And I knew that she wasn't going to go anywhere, you know. Um, she remembers her time, you know, in Fedra, in like the military school. And, um, you know, oh God, I used to hate gym class, <laughs> you know, in high school and middle school. But yeah, running around the gym and, you know, she has her little Walkman and she's having a nice time but then obviously this girl approaches her and you know pretty much just says to her well you know your best friend is gone now I thought that maybe this best friend before they introduced Riley um that the person already died and we just missed it you know um we later find out that you know Riley she ran away and she's been missing for like the past three weeks you know right yeah and so it's just like (laughs) three whole weeks yeah and I mean, come on, if someone's like in this, in that type of world, I would have thought that she was dead as well, you know? So, um, it was really cool, you know, to see that because she's pretty much gets sent to, I guess you can say the principal's office and the principal is just very honest with her, where it's just kind of like basically telling her where she doesn't want to end up, you know, a very blunt talk. So, um, I kind of want to get your opinion on just knowing Allie's, like, not certain Allie, Ellie's background. Uh, well, I mean, okay, so it's kind of interesting. Us as the viewer, we know that she has some form of training because, like, you know, she's in Fedra uh, military school. And it's kind of wild to find out that in a way like if she would have stuck around she would have been like being groomed to be an officer mm-hmm. so that tells you she has you know she she had a future even though like I say Fedra's looked at as how it's looked at and everything but she still had a future in the construct of what Fedra is she wasn't just going to be a grunt mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. Um, and to 
see how she was kind of, you know, just kind of getting through life because we know that she she doesn't have any parents. She doesn't know who her mother is. She doesn't know who her father is. So you can say that she's an orphan in a way. Yeah. And, you know, she's just getting by. Mm -hmm. And the only friend that she had was Riley. So it's funny how the doggone Depeche Mode song continues to ring true. I'm going on a trip with my only friend. You know, know, it's, it's like how that song is virtually... It is. The, I want to say it's the anthem of the of the show. Even yeah. though there's been other songs on the show, but that song. And I remember, like when when Gray was on it, we talked about that. Like, if you really like listen to the words of that song after watching the episodes, it resonates with the show on a level that it's kind of crazy. When the fact that song came out in the eighties mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three. So, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's kind of wild. But her her backstory is is something interesting. I wonder as the series goes along if we will get more of her backstory like that. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. It seems like she's been through a lot, yeah. obviously, and we kind of knew that. You know, seeing with you know Henry and oh God, my life. Yes, okay, sorry, just. We don't want to go back to that, but, um, but okay. So, you know, the day goes by and Riley, well, it's nighttime. Ellie's getting ready to go to bed, you know, lights off time. And then Riley sneaks back into like her dorm room and she pretty much, um, reveals to Ellie that she's joined the Fireflies. And okay. So how would you describe the Fireflies? I mean, they are, they're the rebellion. Yeah. You know, they're rebelling against the, because, okay, like the, as you call them, the principal, like what he told um, Ellie, like, we are the ones that's holding everything together. Mm -hmm. Basically, it makes you wonder, okay, which side is really with the propaganda? I'm pretty sure both have a little bit of propaganda, but which side is the true side of propaganda? Yeah. Because from Frederick's standpoint, we are protecting everyone from the infected, but also protecting them from themselves. Mm-hmm. And then the Fireflies point of view is of we don't need a overseer. We can protect ourselves mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's like who is who's really with the nonsense? Right. When it comes to that part, because once society has broken down like that, yeah, it does become like a thing of okay, if I got a if I got a community of my own, I don't need somebody coming in and trying to tell me how to run things. Mm-hmm. You know, because at that point, the government, society has virtually broken down, and it's pretty much everybody for themselves. Yeah. So. Think yeah, well described. Well described, like that's how it's feeling. Like it also depends, like you said, on how you look at it. You know, it just kind of seems like there's there's kind of you kind of have like three choices. It seems in her case, yeah, <laughs> Fedra, you know, fireflies, or just be out on your own in a way, like like Joel, yeah, like Joel, like, like Joel. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this episode. I was not prepared for, like, I knew it was coming, but, you know, I was not prepared for this. You know, I kind of knew because um, in the game, I do remember Ellie having, like, a crush, you know, type of thing. Um, But anyway, okay, so basically, um, Riley plans this night for them to explore, like, an abandoned mall. You know, which is so cool. Dangerous, but it's like, I living in a world like that, I'd be too scared to do anything. You know, you know what I thought of when, when it first came, like, oh, we're going to the mall. Like, the first thing I thought of, like, somewhere I'm pretty sure George Romero was looking down, just smiling. Oh, at George. <laughs> you know, the mall. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the mall. Like, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, a mall? Like, what the hell? Like, all right, I guess. So. Yeah. So, 
I thought that it seemed pretty cool. I just probably wouldn't have because I'm a scaredy pants, you know. But yeah, she pretty much has um, Ellie. Ellie decides to go, you know, after they, you know, go back and forth for a little bit. And Riley has like a night plan for them. And, you know, when you think about the mall, um, I'm so surprised that the mall, it's been like literally over 20 years. So seeing how the mall looked, it's just like, whoa, there are things that's still working, like the photo booth, like the arcade, the carousel, you know, just that. And so there's a reason why Riley decided to bring Ellie out, you know, besides from telling her about the fireflies, you know, um, and uh, I'll let you go into that. <laughs> well, I mean, firstly, um, Riley basically says, I'm going to give you the four wonders of, yeah. you know, of the world, which turns into fire. Because Ellie was so excited going down to Dale. Yeah, that was crazy. That was so cute, though. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it, it was interesting watching this episode. And as it kind of progressed along, you, you did get the feeling like, yeah, they are on a date, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but it, but I, I like how they didn't like beat you over the head with it or just put it right in your face. It was a build up. It was, you know, they, 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 they did a whole build up to a moment that will come later that we'll talk about. But it it, it, was, it was it was a nice moment and I would say that Storm Reed was was great in this episode. Yeah. Um and the chemistry that Storm and Bella had you know, playing off each other. It, it, again, it's like, I don't know who did the casting for this show, but everyone that's, you know, come along for, what, an episode or two, or they, they have all been excellent casting choices mm -hmm. for the roles that they're in. And I, I, I can't really think of another show like that where every guest appearance virtually there there hasn't been like oh well you know that person wasn't right or this no it's like everyone has just been great you know yeah. coming to the series and again because this episode literally hinges on you know Storm and Bella so they had to have great chemistry mm -hmm. but yeah I, I enjoyed like how how it builds up you know with them going you know, they go down the escalator and they kind of have a little argument at first when, you know, by going inside, it's like, you're going to go in, make a right, <laughs> and then let me know when you get there. Right. And everything, like, you know, Riley's like, being real firm with because it, it's showing that Riley is, I don't want to say the more dominant of the two, but Riley is more in, in the lead. You know, with when it comes to Riley and and, and Ellie, yeah, and, you, and it's kind of interesting to see Ellie at this point because Ellie doesn't have though like when we when we first meet Ellie, she's this like she's just bitter, yeah, you know, and make these slick comments and stuff like that. But here, seeing seeing um Ellie with Riley, how she's more of and again, he kind of saying this, but she's almost like the submissive of the two. And it's kind of interesting seeing that because how we were introduced to her, and then you know going back to this flashback sequence of like, yeah, I'm, she's a little bit more nervous, unsure of herself when it comes to Riley because we know we eventually start to begin to see like, oh, okay, how she truly feels about Riley. Yeah. And everything. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a character study. Really. Mm -hmm. it's, ugh, it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And it just seems like, you know, Ellie is so talkative and always in your face. But then, obviously, like you said, like when it comes to Riley, um, she's still talkative. And, you know, but it's like, you know, she's a little bit, she's a little bit toned down. And, you know, um, 
Ah, I'm sorry. I just knew that something was going to happen, you know? It's something bad. And they're having a great night. Like you said, they're having a good time on the escalator. And then, you know, even with the, um, I absolutely love the scene when they're having such a good time in the photo booth and then even the arcade. I'm so surprised, but not really because those kind of machines do last a long time. You know, um, and it just seems so much fun, but it's just like, I mean, I get that they thought that it was like abandoned and there was nothing there, but it's like, man, that blows. And clearly like Riley, she's been staying there. So clearly she probably just would go in, be quiet, you know, nothing, but I guess they got all obviously rowdy and it woke up something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they was in there playing uh, Mortal Kombat just a little bit too loud. Yeah, I mean, it gets, it gets like that sometimes, though, you know? <laughs> and you talk about nostalgia. So, yeah. if you have two kids that were not born when that first game came out, they would have been like, because they talk about this in the behind the scenes after the show, where Ellie has a, a poster of Mortal Kombat yeah. on, on her wall. So, however she found out about this game, but she clearly liked this game and then she actually gets to go and play this game with her best friend. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it don't get no better than that. I agree. I agree. And they was just having like a really good time. But they go to this nacho place. <laughs> and uh yeah, they kind of get into an argument because Ellie she sees um like some bombs so she discovers that you know riley is actually this is her post you know and that this is her last night in boston where she will be going like to atlanta and clearly they won't see each other again you know how can they keep in contact and especially that kind of world you know now do, do you think that that whole atlanta land was there like a a nod to the walking dead <laughs> yeah. honestly i didn't think so and i hope not um and i don't mean that to be shady you know but you know those creatures are everywhere pretty much but it just it's just ironic like atlanta because i mean the first season of the walking dead is in atlanta yeah so. oh man that show but yeah um <laughs> This is not a shady podcast, Jay, towards The Walking Dead. But yeah, they get into a little argument. Ellie is upset, you know, and then she leaves. Yeah, she storms off, right? Mm -hmm. No pun intended, but she does. Ellie storms oh, yeah. off. <laughs> you know what she did? She walked out the hub. She did. Like, I'm, I'm screwed you up going home. It yeah. Because like, oh, you really brought me here to tell me that you're leaving me? Yeah. Like, you, you're leaving me. Like, so it's all, okay, so it's like, well, she was gone for three weeks. Mm -hmm. So you kind of thought she was already gone. So when she came back, I guess all your feels came back and you was all happy again. And yeah. Like, oh, I'm going out, but then she comes to tell me, though, know, like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm in the fireflies. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and we find out that Marlene, so Marlene name comes up again. Mm -hmm. She was the one who basically recruited Riley into the fireplace. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so now we kind of see the connection of how Ellie eventually, I guess, ends up in the care of Marlene in the first episode. Mm hmm. So. Uh. Yeah, it's still a, a tough, tough watch, you know. Um, but yeah, they, you know, Ellie's upset, but, you know, that's her best friend. So she decides to go back and then she hears a scream. But to her surprise, and luckily it isn't what we think, um, at least yet, it's not Riley. Uh, there was actually a part of the mall that still has a, had up some like Halloween stuff, which was really cool. Yeah, because remember, when everything starts to go to hell, really, it is September of mm. 2003. So yeah, Halloween, you know, places were decorated with Halloween stuff. So. Yeah. 
So then, <laughs> ah, they're having a good time. You know, they decide that they, well, Riley wants them to start dancing. She puts on music, you know, and they put on masks, a werewolf mask and a clown mask, and they're just dancing on the countertops. And, you know. Not just any clown mask. Did you notice the clown mask that Riley had on? Was it killer clowns? Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, killer clowns. Um, which is so cool, you know. But yeah, God, Jay, I hate talking about this. So pretty much, th not this part, this is, I think is so sweet. Ellie just pretty much stops in the middle of their dance party. And she pretty much says to Riley, like, please don't go. Yeah. You know, and Riley says, okay. And, you know, they kiss and it's all, mm, it's just beautiful. You know, it's like, I love that so much. And finally, but then just as that happens, they hear a sound and there is an infected. And it, that's the one that, you know, was kind of just slumped over somewhere and he heard them having way too much fun and he wanted to ruin it. So, um, <laughs> I guess so, but it's like, leave them alone. Uh, well, I mean, he don't know any better. I don't know, Jay. I think he does. Oh, he did. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, really sad moment because... Uh, they fight him off and Ellie, she uses a knife. I love that she's obsessed with her little knives and she kills it. But, you know, it seems like they both either got scratched or bitten, like, during this, like, struggle. And, you know, they don't want to leave each other's side. So, I mean, after Ellie is, like, <laughs> breaking things. Like, clearly she's upset. Because can you imagine you finally find your best friend, you confess your love, everything's good, and you guys are going to stay together just for something like... I mean, obviously we don't have <laughs> creatures like that, but just for something like that to happen, like, that sucks completely. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, whatever your perfect moment is... Yeah. That's what this was for them. Mm -hmm. And in a world that is surrounded by, you know, doom and gloom, basically, they are in this little pocket, in this mall, they are having their perfect moment. And here comes this no good infected, yeah. you know, to just ruin all of that. Literally. And it's like, one, okay, they were doing a you know, right. they, they, they did kind of a bad job of uh, fighting this thing off because it's like, yeah, okay, you're, uh, Riley shoots the thing like four or five times. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you as a military school, your aim is not a, not that good. Shoot him in the head. Like, right? You know, That's what I was thinking. Right? And then it's like, okay, clearly y'all don't know how to work as a team because you're supposed to jump it. Like, like, don't let him get the better of you. Right. And, and everything. And, yeah, it was just, like, they were just, like, fighting for their lives. And Ellie gets tossed mm -hmm. into the dog like a soccer ball. Yeah, literally. Out. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like, what the heck is happening right now, right? Y'all doing a bad job here. Like, how y'all in military school? Y'all, like, do y'all not know how to fight? Like, I mean, I thought they did. They were bragging about fighting earlier right? and stuff. Saying, like, yeah, you don't all this junk and everything and, I mean, we know Ellie beat up that uh, the mean girl. Yeah. And, <laughs> but and yeah, they did. They did a bad job here. Really. Yeah. Both of them end up getting. You know what? They got. Kind of, I just thought of this now. They they kind of did the same thing that Tess did in episode two. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> a bad fight job. Yeah. It's like at Don't this be, point, it just seems like don't get too close to them, and it is kind of like you said, like. With Riley, she had a gun, she was shooting, and not at the head, though. And maybe she was aiming for it, but it's just like, you were gone for three weeks, girl. What were you doing? I thought that she was, like, training. Exactly. What did Marlene have her doing? That Marlene. Oh, oh here, here, uh, make me fall. You don't think I said, you learn how to shoot dodges, make me fall. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And it just, it sucks because, you know, they do decide to, like, stay together. You know, um, and they wait for the infection to take hold. 
Riley did say they have two choices, either to kill themselves um, or just wait. And they decided to wait, you know. Um, and then clearly we already know, you know, um, Riley turned and Ellie did it. So, but yeah. Yeah. And I mean, oh, so, okay, dude, let me ask you this. Do you think we should have seen that moment? Like, no, we already been through too much. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, because we still don't know exactly how, how, how Marlene comes into play. Here. Right. I, like I said, they're in the mall. Yeah. So. I just assume that Marlene is going to come back on the post because maybe she doesn't hear from um from Riley and then she'll probably just find Ellie there. Ellie probably had to kill her. You know, and so it's just like I mean maybe we will see it. I just think that maybe for that episode they didn't not that they're considering our feelings, but I kind of le- I like not saying that you hate it. I kind of like how they just kind of left it. Yeah. Because, you know, in the present, you know, even when, like you said, when we first see Ellie, you know, and so it just kind of goes back to that. And this is not the first time we heard about Marlene, you know, so I kind of took it as, as that way. Cause I feel like I'm not too sure if they will go back and, um, like show us, you know, cause I feel like we're able to like connect the dots at that point. And that's one of the things that I really, we talked about it that I really love about the show is that it just keeps on moving forward. Yes. You know, sometimes with some shows and I'm sure that you know this as well, there can be a bit of a stall or it's just like we clearly there's like a major problem, but it just keeps on lingering. And I know that sometimes we'll like talk about the walking dead. I'm not bashing the show because I know a lot of people really enjoy it. I enjoyed it up to a certain point, but one of the reasons why I decided to take a step back was because of that very reason that sometimes things just it just prolonged you know what i mean and it just became a lot and with this show don't get me wrong it's a lot there's a lot of stuff i feel that we're that's throwing you know towards us but there's still progression you know what i mean i mean because in a way like i mean like we've talked about before too where this show Joel and Ellie are your one in one a focus, mm-hmm. and everyone that comes into contact with them is just there as support characters. Literally, it's like this is the perfect example of main character support characters because it's, it's virtually like a video game. It's yeah, a live action video game. If you think about it, where you have your main characters. And the character people that they come in contact on with them for a short time, whether they're allies or enemies, they're only with them for a short time. Yeah. But Joel and Ellie continue to move forward to the next right. level, the next mission or whatever it is, how you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I know they're gonna end up going back to Jackson, of course. Yeah. But um even with that, I mean, yeah, we we okay. We haven't seen Tommy in five episodes, which was the last time we saw Tommy was episode one. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was at the very beginning half of that episode. So the next time we see him again is episode six, and you know, you know, you started out with Joel and Tess. Well, Tess was not long with his worlds. You know, type of thing. Right. You know, characters come in and out of the story, which is a great thing. And again, we're not bashing other shows right the problem that we both have with a particular other show is Mm -hmm. all the freaking side subplots right like you didn't need all of that right see let let a certain character be your main character and let everyone play off of that main character right they didn't do that and I can even use some other shows just so I'm not making it seem that yeah. way. Like even I, I didn't watch it completely, but I used to watch Z Nation, and you know that show was, you did, yeah, actually, awesome. You know, I actually was like one of the biggest uh, supporters of that show mm-hmm. online because I would watch it and because I was like uh, uh, do the hashtag tweeting of it and. I mean, they started following me and everything. And That's so cool. Tweet and like everything. And I'm like, <sighs> but that was it. I mean, up to a certain point, that was a good show. And then I fell out of that show too. Right. 
And and I feel like sometimes, sometimes, obviously that happens often. So not even with you wanting to do that. You just know how it is. There's like a lot of shows to watch, which we talked about before. But like with that show as an example, I really, like I watched the entire first season and I don't, I didn't get to the second season and not because I didn't want to, just like I said, life happened, you know? And so maybe one day I'll go back, but I remember I really, really enjoyed the first season because there was a lot of things that was being thrown our way with a, with a main end goal, you know? And then even another example, like I love the show Black Summer on Netflix that first season is everything high, like high paced and everything like that. But the second season kind of like, you know, ruined my life um, just a little bit, but it's, it's a good show, but there was just something that happened that I, it didn't really sit well with me. So, but no spoilers, you know, but I'm just saying, I, I just don't want to make it seem like we're obviously picking on the one show. There's like other shows that we could talk about. We could talk about the strain and freakish and, you know, Oh, I got another show too. I yeah. Show that was on AMC, The Killer. Ooh, also, the first season was great, mm-hmm. and they ruined the creators of that show. Ruined what happens with the second season because mm. I mean it's not a it's not like a big secret thing. The whole thing was by the end of the first season, you was going to know who killed that girl mm-hmm. because the rating was so off the charts, and they was this dead the third. They milked it, and you do not know who killed that girl at the end of the first season. And people were pissed. Whoa! So they went into season two, and yeah, it still had ratings because people wanted to know. But of what that first season, the you know, the fanfare for the first season was not the same for the second season. I can see that. And that's when it got canceled, and then it eventually went to Netflix. Third season is really good. But <laughs> did they ever tell you who killed the no, girl? No, no, they tell you in the second season. Okay. Because, um, when you get to the third season, it's a completely different uh, uh, murder case. Okay. That's going on because basically what it's supposed to be was like each season was supposed to be a different murder case with these two cops um, and everything because it it takes place in uh, I think it's Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Is where it takes place. So of course it's always raining and dreary and all that yeah. stuff. But yeah, that first season, like I said, people was into it because the whole thing of well, who killed? I forget what the character, what the girl name. It was almost like Twin Peaks in that regard. Okay, like, who killed? You know, Laura Palmer type of thing. And you know the same thing happened with that. You don't know who killed Laura Palmer at the end of the first season, but you find out nine episodes into season two. But you got twenty-two episodes. Yeah, that's that. crazy. <laughs> you know, and, and that whole thing. So yes, uh, you know. For anyone who's listening, like, oh, y'all just picking on the walking. No, there's there's plenty of other shows that's literally that has this problem. Mm-hmm. Or there's certain shows that you know you wanted more of, like a Lovecraft or a Minecraft. Oh, God. Or, or you know, watching, we want more, but hey. Yeah, I was actually thinking about rewatching Lovecraft. That's just a little bit. I know we're going down a rabbit hole, but I have, I have to. I actually own the DVD. Oh, awesome! You know, I need to do that just because, like I said, I. Watched it that one time and then I never went back just because it like hurt my life, especially that I found out that they weren't going to give us a season two, which was wild. Yeah, like how? But whatever. But, but this is the last thing we get back to The um, <laughs> Last of Us, but it's crazy. This is the same network that was going to give us a show about what if the South had won the Civil War and if everything was from that point of view. But yet, and still, we couldn't get a love crowd. Right? Come on. Come on. But yeah, um, so back to that. We went down a rabbit hole, but you guys loved it. Um, <laughs> back to the present. Ellie, after we find out about, you know, what happens to her, Ellie finds a sewing, like a sewing needle and stuff and thread, and she decides to stitch up Joel's wound. I mean, you gotta do it. Like he's already, <sighs> he's already in so much pain. But it's just like, I mean, hopefully that in some way that could help him. Because at first I was like, man, maybe she should clean it. But it's like, clean it with what? Yeah, with the water. Uh, like this is this is this is as rough as it gets. As mm-hmm. far as you know, sewing somebody up. Um, but I, but I I actually like that scene. 
especially with the whole full circle thing and how like when she first starts you know sewing you know sewing up his wound and how he's like he pats her at first like he's like you know type of thing like get that grimace but then it's like it's like that brings them even closer together Mm-hmm. I agree it's just seriously like I don't know what we're gonna do Jay because um we only have two more episodes yeah you know and so it's just kind of like I'm not gonna lie each week it's like it's so weird I'm always at the edge of my seat I always want more but then I, when I have to go back I'm scared because you know I was I'm really afraid because like I said I know there's some people who play the game and they're like oh no 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 that's them saying whatever they're saying um I tune it out because I don't want any spoilers <laughs> Since I've been playing part two, like I told you, I know what happens to one particular character in, in Last of Us Part Two, the game. And if they do that on the TV show, I think a lot of people will be furious. Yeah. So. Yeah. So please, God. All right. Sorry. I'm. You notice throughout this episode, I've been having some outbursts. I'm sorry. Um, but no, I will say this though, because I, I did want to ask you this. Um, we just pretty much have to find out, you know, what's going to happen. I feel like we both can agree that we're anxious. We're on the edge of our seats. We want more, you know? Um, the question I have for you is if you were in this world and say if, yeah, let's just also be realistic and stuff. If you were in this world, do you think that you would be able to survive? Mm -hmm. but you you see everybody has so many different backstories like with ellie she was at you know a military school it seemed like it was safe but was it really and then with riley she didn't want to end up you know like doing the job that she was assigned to at that school so she decided to run away in hopes of doing something better right so then everybody just has these different then even look at joel look at tommy like, you know, everybody has like these different paths and, you know, even when I think about Henry and, you know, it's just, there's just a lot. So I'm just curious, like, if you think that you could survive, like in whatever path you choose, not obviously we don't know which path is wrong because even where Tommy is, that could be a not so safe space. Yeah, it could, but, but I mean, but look, I, I would live in Jackson right now. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it just like, it, it, I mean, it's just like a nice, it does, cool, small community and, and everything. Um, it does. But do I think I could survive? I, I honestly don't know because it all, I guess it all depends on, firstly, it depends on where you are with everything when all hell breaks loose. Right. right. Because, you know, like that first episode, if you're in a movie theater or even on a plane or something like that, you're relatively screwed. Literally. You know, especially on a plane. Just forget it. I would rather jump. (laughs) Honestly. You know, I just hope for the worst. You know, like, just just let me die right here. Yeah. Don't let me get turned, but let me just die if I'm on a plane. But, let's say, that's the first thing. Like, it all depends on where you are when the initial, you know, outbreak, you know, happens. And then when I guess when the dust clears, like where are you? Right. And because I mean that whole thing of where the people were getting transported to supposed to be like a safe zone, but if there was no room, it just took you out in the field and killed you. That but, sucks, man. So it's like okay, you first okay, let's say you survive the initial onslaught attack, but then you supposed to be getting taken off to a safe zone. Oh, but it's full. Oh, yeah, we're going to take it to another spot. <laughs> Get in this field, and then that's thing you know you 20 years They could have just, like, told them, though, you know? Like. I was like, man, just let me go my own way. Let me right. go my own way. You got to kill me. Like, really? Like, what is this? But, like I say, honestly, I don't know what the way this world is set up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, let's say for the sake of saying that, okay, survive all of these phases of the initial survival and living in a QZ basically because for one I would not be a part of that. Same. I would, that. I would, I would not. 
So I'll be probably living in a QZ. Now, would I be a firefly? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably would be like either Joel or Tommy to some degree. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I would probably be like one of them. Maybe I would be with the fireflies, but then I realized, you know, this ain't for me. I'm going to go my own way. And then I'll find my black queen <laughs> live in a nice <laughs> communist community. Yeah. Tommy didn't realize. Yeah, it is a communist community. Like, we're communists. Like, yeah, this is what this is. Yeah, yeah, I I can see um, that. Like, I would want to live like Bill and Frank, you know? I mean, yeah, I would live like, I would like to live like that, too. Like, just me and one other person, preferably a woman for me, that mm-hmm. is. Um, and everything. Yeah, we just live in, like, yeah, I just close off this section of a neighborhood, basically. Right. <laughs> and this is where I live. I mean, I thought that was genius what he did, you know, but I would have been really scared, like, all the time. But well, they... I, mean, well, I mean, like, in Bill's case, he wasn't scared because, well, initially he wasn't scared because he's a, he was a survivalist. That was his whole Yeah, thing. I know. But, and see, like, but, but no, yeah, sorry, but I was saying, but, like, with me, though... I'm I'm not that. I'm a scared woman. <laughs> I am. And so it's just kind of like, it just seems like they had a life. You know, I like that they had like a shop. I like that they would have like their, you know, their dinner time. They had a neighborhood. They kept it nice and clean. And, you know, it's like, it's beautiful. They had something to live for and they had each other, you know? And every so often they had to, you know, kill some raiders every now and then. Yeah. And, so- and, it's just, which is like so crazy. So it's like, I wish it's like, it could have been someplace that was a little bit more isolated. So you don't have that problem because I can totally see people coming there all the time wanting to like, you know, destroy. So, but yeah. Think about it. Imagine if Bill and Frank lived in Jackson. Oh, they would love it. They would have been so wonderful there. Loved it in Jackson. Like, man, we just get to, you know, be, you know, be, and okay, we're in a community. Yeah, they could have been, because clearly Frank knew how to grow crop because he grew strawberries, right? Yeah. So, you know, they could have helped with that type of thing. Bill could have been, you know, I th- yeah. build something and, and all this type of stuff. Yeah, it would been great. I feel like you're right. So, I think that, uh, Kind of like what you already said, like Jackson, like that community, it, it, that that seems like a good place to be. Just make sure you have like a backup plan, just in case if someone gets infected and it spreads like wildfire, you know? Yeah, but I mean, but the way they, they're set up is like, that's True. never going to happen because like they said, they don't let, firstly, if anybody that was not here when we first built this place come along, we're going to check it. If the dog smell any form of infection, we all kill you. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, they they were you know, so they never had to really worry about anything. And plus, they the way they had it situated, it's it's not like you can see it initially. And if anybody passing through, they can't just go climbing up the wall mm-hmm. or anything. So yeah, Jackson would be the great place to live. I agree. I agree. But is there anything else that you wanted to go over with this episode? Well, I mean, to kind of go similar to episode three, because in a way there are certain things that's similar between that episode and this episode where, Mm -hmm. you know, you have two, you know, you have another same sex, you know, relationship. Mm -hmm. And with this one, they are teenagers, really, because I think. I think uh, Riley said that she just she was about to turn seventeen, and I believe Ellie is supposed to be like fifteen or something like that. So I mean, they're they're teens, and they have you know a, they have a love relation. I mean, it's not they're not in a full blood relationship, you know, and everything. Because even with that kiss, if you notice, Ellie has been wanting to do that, you know. Probably from the point that Riley came back in her dorm. Yeah. But, you know, as they went on the date and everything, and it, like even when they was in the photo booth and when Riley was all on her, she's like, she didn't know how to react necessarily to that. It's like her 
emotions was like like just going crazy at that point. That's why she was like, get off. Yeah. Like, get off of me. I don't know how. Because I really, from Elliot's point of view, I really don't know, are you really into me how I'm into you? Mm-hmm. It's like she didn't really know, but it's like with them up there dancing and everything. And I thought it was kind of symbolic of them having on the mask. And then when they, you know, when they take off the mask, it's like, you're seeing the real me now. Yeah. Like, this is me. And when Ellie kisses her and she realizes, like, oh, so you do really like, because that smile that came over with Ellie's face is like, yeah. You know, like, that was the, like, that was the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? Yeah. It's like, yes, like, the person that I have these feelings for, they actually feel the same way about me. And then, of course, disaster, disaster strikes. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, just like, how did you feel about them again, kind of going into an, a, a relationship like that? I thought that it was sweet, you know, love is love. And it's just, I just think that it's just a beautiful thing where it's just like, you know, we all remember if you're not a teenager <laughs> being a teenager, you know, what's that's like. And the fact that where it's like, I wasn't like, I didn't have a crush on my best friend. Right. But say if you did, where it's just like, sometimes you don't want to obviously cross that line. And then, you know, that can mess things up. And that's like a universal thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't sometimes want to cross that line. So I, I think that that's really, really beautiful. I do think it's unfortunate, though, that with um, Storm Reed, who played uh, Riley, she was actually receiving some backlash. And yeah, I heard it too. which is so ridiculous. It's like literally 2023 at this point. It's like, I was just thinking that people really need to get their priorities together. And she literally said that. So she says it's 2023. Um, if you're concerned about who I love, then I need to, I need you to get your priorities straight, you know? So that's a beautiful thing. But, but also to kind of add to that, uh, cause I, don't, I can't remember if we talked about it on about, uh, on episode three or not, when all the that same type of backlash mm-hmm. came out, and then Neil Druckmann himself, the creator of the game and also a producer of the show, mm-hmm. came out and said, "Well, if you played the game, and they, it's all you know, um, it's in the game, like it's it's there, so you shouldn't feel some type of a way of seeing it on TV." Right. When it was there in the game. Yes, we might expand on certain things that we didn't in the game because, you know, transition to a different medium. Mm-hmm. It's allowing to kind of explore henceforth why you get the whole relationship with Bill and Frank in the show where you didn't get it in the game, but it was implied in the game that they were partners. Yeah. And it's, it's a known thing in the games because even in part two, not to go too spoilery and everything like that, but even with Ellie, it's mm-hmm. even more explored about her love for someone and yeah. everything. So it's in the freaking games. So if you are someone who played these games and you have a problem of seeing it on the show, then the problem is not what you're seeing in the show. The problem is with you. Literally, you're the problem. It, it, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's not like you'd be a blindsided. And even if you didn't play the games and you see it, it still shouldn't matter. Exactly. Because that's not that's not what we're here for. It's like, because if you have a problem with just seeing this, then you shouldn't be watching the show, period. If you so have, like you, you said it like completely perfectly. Like, honestly, if you have a problem with it, you're the, you're the problem. Yeah. That's all. So it, it, I don't know. It just seems like you need to fix that, you know. So um, and stop concerning yourself with other people. Especially, what I don't understand is, I mean, take away from real life, but you watch a show, so you're dealing with fictional characters. Why do you get so butthurt about fictional characters anyway? You know, and everything. If, 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 like I say, if you're someone who doesn't care for certain things in your real life or anything like that, you know, 
I, I have nothing really to say about it because everybody feels the way they feel. Some people you can never change their mind about anything. Right. But watching a show or a movie and you see something that doesn't necessarily coincide with your thought, you really want to get so Arthur Fist mean basically about yeah. it. Like, like, <laughs> you talk about fictional characters. No. It's like it's like what Ben Affleck said in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. We're talking about fictional characters. You are so angry and upset with fictional characters that you start attacking the actors that's playing these characters. Right. It's like relax. You're the problem. Yes, relax. Like relax. It's not that freaking serious. Like go well outside, and touch grass. Do yeah. Don't do something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well said, well said. And, you know, here on out, like, you know, I'm just, again, I'm so excited to that, you know, I, we have been able to like watch this show together, talk about it. Um, and I'm sad that it's, it'll be ending, uh, well, this first season, you know, um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it's going to leave us, you know. But what you do know, I mean, as of this recording, so uh, tomorrow, uh, Pedro Pascal, he'll be back in another role where he's uh, protecting a child. You know, the Mandalorian. Oh, awesome stuff! Yeah, so I mean, gonna get more Mando and, and Baby Yoda. Right? <laughs> and, I mean, like, I mean, Pedro, Pedro he, he set up perfect, right? He got two awesome shows. Like, come on, like he's he winning. One, but he got two. He's awesome. So, so this is exciting stuff, but. Yeah, was there anything else you wanted to go over? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered everything in this episode. I mean, it would be cool to see Storm Reed and more stuff. I mean, yeah. I, she's, I mean, she is in, in a lot of things, but it will be nice to, you know, hey, HBO, maybe we get a future series. So. Yeah, sorry, her. you know, I do, I, I love her in Euphoria, but we don't always get to see her too often in Euphoria. Um, confession to make, I never that show is a insanity. If I, you ever want to lose your mind, you need to watch Euphoria. Watch, I, look, I've seen like like clips and everything from it, but I don't know if I want to sit through an entire season or watching insane Degrassi. That's what I, that's what it's, it is. It, it's like times two hundred, but it's it's really good. You know, I don't know if I want to see Zendaya as a doggone drug addict. Yeah, she's <laughs> you know, she's a That was episode seven, us talking about it. Um, yeah, that's that's all. Just stay tuned until next week. You know, we're almost done. We're almost at the finish line. Yeah, then probably have to find something else, maybe. <sighs> Will there be something else for us, Jay? <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's always something. There's always something for us. Um, I mean, we, 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 because this is what, our third series together? Are we doing? I think so, yeah. Lovecraft, watch me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Both awesome. Both awesome. We got to keep it keep it going. So. At, le- at least this series, though, is getting a season two. So. Right? <laughs> I'm ready for it. Just give it to us now. <laughs> well, you know, they got to take a while to film. You know, film no, I don't know. Just, just let me read the scripts first. <laughs> but no, all right. That was our episode, so you have to do your special piece thing.